Sports View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. It's episode 40 of View from 202 coming from the calm before the storm. Literally. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's those real doldrum hours over here. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this hits you, you may be you may be 12, 20 inches deep in snow. Um, but it's uh, not all. There's been a torrent of news in the last week, including uh, another New York Red Bulls game. And to bring that down, break that down for you, as always. I'm Britt Bird, joined by Alex Peaches Chang and Sam Place. Hello. Hey. How are you guys? Oh, no. yeah, Mondays, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's a good win. It's really cold, getting really snowy. I feel like we're at the point of winter where like you feel like it should be warmer. It's kind of sad that March is just oh, straight yeah. up straight up colder than February. It's my um, it's like basically my biggest holiday of the year. Well, it was yesterday. Was uh, it's daylight savings now? <laughs> yeah, it gives and it gives and takes. Well, everyone, everyone out there with those, uh, with that sad, knows what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, in order to compensate for our, our hour of sunlight, given back to us, effective, effective. Yeah. Um, they they've punished us with a whole new round of of coldness. So, see, my thing is, why don't we just keep daylight savings all year long? We should. There was a there was a thing in the Times about apparently New England states are considering doing that. Hell yeah. Yeah. My quite like, but the big worry was like they would be out of sync with New York, the big business down in New York who wouldn't like it. <laughs> I was like, why don't we just do that too? I don't get it. I Pre- guess they're. Can, can you do transatlantic for the rest of the podcast? Just <laughs> now, go on New York Red Bulls coming to you. No, um, maybe when the time comes. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a proponent of of staying on the daylight savings time. Um, fuck, Peaches, you said something that reminded me of something. I, I get what we Transatlantic uh, seasonal no, effect that. disorder. Nah, it's all right. Um, well, it'll come up later, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, the good news about daylight savings time is that when I left work today, it was still dark. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, but looking for. Oh man, this sucks. The state employees have been told if they're non-essential staff, then uh, which is all of them, <laughs> uh, that they don't have to. To get in, yeah. By the way, we're a libertarian comedy show now. That's that's what the thing is. Pivoted. Um, but city employees have to that's not have to show up, which is terrible. Further proof that the, the city government in New York is a terrible institution that's not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. So, and anything that that bears the name or tries to ape any likeness also not to be trusted. Uh, all right, yeah, it was an interesting uh, weekend in MLS though. Uh, Across the scoreboard, really. Let's start with the Red Bulls, though, because where else? We, uh, we're we 2-0, baby. We're going to win the goddamn World Cup. Calling it here. Invincible season, incoming. Well, we um, won't win the Club World Cup this No, year. we're going to win like the, the World World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hater over here. Red Bull Nation, boy. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 1-0 win at home in the home opener against the Colorado Rapids. Um uh, our, our top scorer own goal comes in big again. <laughs> um, I can't even like I don't even really mean to say that as a joke. It's a pretty stale joke. Yeah. But uh, well, own goal has also scored scored all of our game winning goals. That's true. Yeah. These are just these are facts uh, and hashtag analytics. Um, but yeah, it's it's one zero. Uh, the goal was scored basically at the at the death of the first half. There's some some decent play in the beginning. Uh, Bradley notably has two shots that are saved by none other than Tim Howard on his return to his ancestral New Jersey. Um, his first return. Oh yeah, since that was the first uh, yeah. time they had, they had a little pregame pre-match ceremony in MLS. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's probably been in New Jersey with the national team for some reason. So I don't like MetLife or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, but yeah, good good showing from both Bradley and Tim Howard to keep him uh, off the sheet there. I feel like it was the best scenario where like as a, an American, like have like watching Tim Howard play like pretty well and make great saves, yeah. but also as a Red Bulls fan to like get that win. It's true, is yeah, equally as satisfying. And then for the second half, like I think I think 
Tim Howard might be the goalkeeper that's gotten the least amount of abuse from the South Ward in my memory ever. Did anything? Did anyone say anything mean to him? Nothing. It's easy when you're winning. I think it's a general but, general consensus that everybody was going to, yeah. uh, you know, at least treat him like a, a you know, an old Metro. Yeah. That's what he is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the first half was good. Um, some some solid chances created. Colorado had a kind of a ball free in the box uh, in the first ten minutes or very early in the game, but other than that, nothing nothing particularly threatening. However, they they still looked decent as a solid team, a team that finished second in the league last year. Um, so we come out for the second half uh, and we kind of hold hold serve. Um, obviously, don't give up any goals. We create some several other chances. Uh, we uh, see uh, Mike Grella come in and put in, in my opinion, another good shift um, mm-hmm. as a sub. We see uh, a debut from Gul Branson, who's I think not even been in the United States for 24 hours. No, yeah, he's, he he got here what on Friday, played on Saturday. Yeah, we saw him in the 18. In fact, he got here so late that uh, he hadn't even been his loan hadn't even been confirmed by the time we recorded last. Yeah, so that's the first time we've even said his name on the show. Um, and then we had another sub. Can't can't remember who though. Colin. <laughs> oh yeah, Colin come, came in for Parnell, who started the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see out the game. Um, Luis Robles had a good game, but it wasn't you know was not nervy business near the end. Different yeah, from last year. Yeah, that one save on Baji that was really. Yeah, he did have a good thing, but it it was not. So that was like that was like the seventy third minute though yeah so like it was like right, you know right like second I just br- half just not like the final 15 i bring it up again. in the context of it's it's not you know like last season like nightmare hours at the end um but well, yeah. we we kind of just held possession at the end the entire time we did i think jesse said something about that so they're trying to make a more deliberate effort of closing out games like that yeah well i mean before the game uh notably i remember from the lot from the post-match interview after atlanta he seemed to say that the goal this season or maybe it was overheard in the locker room but it's it's to go really fast and then slow it down to a snail's pace and then go really fast and confuse everyone i think that was noticeable this game yeah i thought uh this happened several times but i noticed it most uh, starkly, the 80th minute was that the press came back really abruptly. I don't know if they use the clock as a cue or mm-hmm. if they use just on-field communication or, or looking at the sideline, but either way, it seemed to coincide with the 80th minute mark where we had kind of been doing a, uh, I guess, counter press, they call it at one point, um, more situational pressing, but then all of a sudden, Sasha and Bradley were up in the box, pushing Howard to get rid of the ball, pushing the center back to get rid of the ball. And we, we went back and forth between that a couple times. Mm-hmm. You made an interesting comment during the game where you pointed out that it seemed like we also just went back to like the 4-2-3-1 a bit. It looked like yeah. Sasha pushed to the middle, and then we had just two wingers in Royer and Grella, yeah. and then Bradley up top by himself. And, and that's what it kind of seemed like. I don't know if that was like a direct correlation with the timing of Colin coming back on the field. Because it seemed like those are very similar periods of time during the yeah. game. I don't know if there was a rationale or a reason uh, for him to come on at that time. Maybe it had to do with the, the, the slight change in tactics mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive side as well. I'm not really sure. I think it's just that Perrineau's not fit yet. Well, I, I guess I mean another. I mean, I guess that going back to the Baji. Uh, breakaway. Yeah. He out he outran uh, Long and Paranel like yeah. handily. Yeah, I don't know if Colin is that much faster. I'm I'm honestly not sure. Uh, but like I think that just having fresh legs. Yeah. I mean yeah. it raises the question of the the speed on our team. Yeah. Also, I mean Zizzo's not super quick. Paranel not not that quick either. That's why I Long think we go three in the back. Long is you know is fine. Young. So he. When's ha- the last time speed, we had a fast? Center back. Miazga. Miazga's about it, though. Miazga's not even that fast. Miazga's not ba even was that really fast. Bao's played what? Ba's I know. Minutes I know. I know. And he's like, not playing this season. We have Colin, Zubar, Paranel. Hey, lo- uh, Long Lawrence. Is, Lawrence see. counts. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence for 90 <laughs> minutes. Uh, Chris Duval. But <laughs> Chris Duval also counts. Yeah, also, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and then going back to that, we have Olave and Sagaya. <laughs> Oof. 
not 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 too much of a speed history with their center backs. Yeah, that's so. true. But I mean, it, well, that's the type of play we get exposed on is the the, yeah. ca- the counter attack like that, and you just have these really fast and not necessarily you know uh, it was really I think it was a poorly executed finish on Baji's part. If we had three center backs. We wouldn't have to worry about that. One would just hang back as a destroyer. I think you're just watching too much Chelsea. You're I watching am. too much Chelsea. You're but too I'm much also FIFA. watching Tottenham. I'm also <laughs> watching too much FIFA. That is probably true. Yeah. So I play the 4-4-2 in FIFA. But oh, excuse me. Yeah. No, no. I um. No, but I I I think we just need like if you look at where every player was, there's there's a huge like central area that's just not being filled, and people. What, what, if you look where every player was, there's a huge central no, like that, area. You know, you, what? No, like that op. <laughs> there's a central area to each player. Or no, like, like you know that opto chart where they show like where players yeah, were yes. most of the game. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at it, our two center backs were like here and here. And very wide. A, very wide. Right in the middle. Describe where your hands were. They were wide. Um, they were wide. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. his hands were spread out <laughs> wide. Like like a crab. Yeah. <laughs> but that okay, that gets skewed though because. When we're building from the back, yeah, 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 yeah. the center backs go out wide. Right, but so. I, I mean, I think it also gives us more room uh, to stay compact, have our center backs go up, make an occasional run, but uh, I don't know. I don't think the shape of the center backs is an issue, if anything. I, I, I will say that uh, Felipe and Davis continue to be uh, very Felipe. closely stacked. Felipe. Yeah, Felipe, according to the uh, Univision um, commentary. Uh, they did seem to be pretty tightly packed uh, this game, but yeah, I think the the switch between the four two three one and the four two 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 was interesting, and I think it worked um, in that you know the four two 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 wasn't necessarily game breaking or or dominant, but I think being able to quickly switch back and forth in fifteen minute intervals. Um, was sufficiently confusing for Colorado. Mm-hmm. You could see when we went back to like the classic press four two three one, they're like, oh god, this again. And they had to kind of like <laughs> spend a couple minutes like adjusting mentally and then also just physically and 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 what they wanted to do when they actually got the ball. Um, so I think in that way it, it could be a useful tool to catch teams by surprise, even if. In, in in any individual moment, we don't you know necessarily get that with the four two two two. Our press did just generally seem a little bit better uh, yeah. this game. I, I think I, our touches seemed better too. I think depends Bradley's on who you're looking good. at, really, because yeah. I think you could say that about Bradley. You could say that about Royer. Yeah. But you all, yeah, I don't think you could say that about Davis. Yeah. You could say that about Sasha though. As the game no, progressed. Well, no, we've talked Sasha. about individual players. Sure. Let's yeah. do Godest and Wodest. Uh, Sam, do you want to start with Godest? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but Peaches, you, you go no, ahead and start. No, you no, I, gotta, I always start. I, I know. I gotta, I gotta think yeah. of somebody. I mean, obviously, it goes to the goal scorer own goal. Um, <laughs> I no, I, I think it was uh, it was it was Royer. I, for me, I think Royer um, has proven that he's a workhorse. He can hold up the ball. He's um, good at getting to spaces, and no one can really track where he is when we play in our four two two two. He just keeps kind of drifts around everywhere, um, and he's kind of a menace to play against. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Royer as well. Um, once again, we saw him surprisingly. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise to us, but very central. He's often been milf hunting. Yeah, he's been Jaeger milfing. Um, milf Jaeger. Um, but yeah, it, it, high work rate, again, strong on the ball, again. And then uh, I think this is also just really promising because I think teams are just going to game plan for him a little bit more. Um, for the rest of the season and might shut him down, but it should give more space to Sasha on the other side. Hopefully make his try as a second striker a little bit more successful than it's been so far. Hmm. Um, but yeah. His... I thought he kind of looked good as a second striker for uh, the little bits that Sasha played second striker in our game against against Colorado. Yeah, he looked better. I mean, it's not time to like abandon the project or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm still not sold. Mm-hmm. I'll give a shout out to Sal Zizzo though for another <laughs> another assist. Sal Zizzo is is gonna get. Kamar like, had the first assist in Atlanta. That's true. That's true. Kamar had the first assist, but uh, it would be pretty pretty typical. Sal got 20 assists this season, but all of them were own goals, so he got credit for none of them. <laughs> that's Peak a trajectory. Trajectory. Well, yeah. they can write it down the own goal assists. I think so. Do they? Yeah. Do they like go into the the table and I think like? There's the... a record of them. Yeah. Wow. Are they their own category? Yeah, own, own goal assists. I think. Wow. Shoot. Man, has analytics gone too far? 
Yeah, probably. Know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Royer's a pretty obvious choice. I want to give it to Felipe though, because because <laughs> uh, I thought he had a consistently solid performance, and he just he did last game as well, and I think he's the type of player who's going to hold it down in the midfield, especially when players like Sean Davis don't deliver, uh, which to me leads to my quote, which would be Sean Davis, because I just what don't think... What a segue. This is the second time in a row. I feel like I should just do this every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> un, not planned. Uh, well, I planned it in 30 seconds. Uh, it, um, calculated. <laughs> so calculated. And so, I don't know. I just thought Davis didn't play very well. I thought he... Uh, the ball at his feet, he got dispossessed so many times. Weird bear hug, yellow card warranting tackle uh, because he got dispossessed by... Uh, was it Powers? Um, yeah, uh, that that one was particularly that was really shaky, uh, embarrassing because we weren't particularly even vulnerable when he lost the ball. No. Like we weren't in, we weren't in great shape, but we had like three or four defenders yeah. back, and and Felipe could have ran back as well. And it was early in the game, so it was just a bizarre time to get such an obvious tactical or professional foul. Yeah, uh, that I think he's mad at himself too. I think he'd been mad, and it may have betrayed that maybe his situa- situational awareness there was not that high. Maybe he thought we were way more vulnerable than we were. I think he just saw that one video of that dude who tackled Messi. Cause, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I thought um, uh, he just hasn't been playing as... Uh, he hasn't been meeting the expectations that we had set for him at the beginning of the season, I don't think. As, I mean, as a fan base as, as a whole, and probably amongst the team as well. Uh, but I mean, that like there's just moments from last year and the season before where we just had those... like really like quick small like you know short passes in the midfield and that was you know led by Felipe and Dax and and you know I feel like Davis hasn't really been able to replicate that and it has kind of called on our center backs specifically Paranel to play out of the back and to be the kind of connect connect, connecting toward the attacking wingers and attacking strikers and there was a couple times in the game where you noticed that was really obvious so I don't know I was a little disappointed in in uh, Davis. So. Dax McCarty, who's been playing well for Chicago Fire. I mean, I guess. Is that a sentence? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, is the thought? No, I'm just saying that he's looked good. Oh, Peaches Wotist. Um, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, if Colin had played more, I'd probably give it to him though. <laughs> Um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's just arbitrary Colin shade. No, yeah, because he, I just, I, I've always <laughs> you're not... just a hater, is what you just. You, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, fruit it. doesn't care about bald people. I, I take the hate on Colin. <laughs> I, I last season, I didn't think he was great. I thought he was like he made good tackles. Uh, he just. Yeah, I think Paranel has won the spot over him, but I I, I think Davis just, <laughs> I just. But I really want to appreciate how <laughs> it's entirely hypothetical. You're just saying if you if could, played, you would, yeah. if you just wanted any reason. <laughs> well, no, if he kept playing at the caliber that he was playing, like I, I think Colin, he's just, just absolutely fine. fine. Yeah, absolutely fine defender. Well, anyway, I, I thought everyone played well um, who started except for uh, for. Davis. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Mike Grill as well, because I think he's been looking great. A good shout-out. Not not a woke shout-out, a goat shout-out? Right. A good shout-out. A, a shout-out, not a call-out. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Sean Davis as well. His second half was better than his first. True, but, I agree. Um, that little flick-on? Yeah. He was in like, the 80th minute. They're like, pretty dope. Yeah. There are a couple times where um, maybe this is just positional discipline that I'm oblivious of but it seems like there have been a couple times where he's at the ball had the ball at his feet and like 10 or 15 yards in front of him and that he he gets it out from under his feet and passes it really quickly where maybe he could he could push up a little bit and penetrate a little bit um but it doesn't so much bother me that he's not doing that but that he feels like he's a little bit under pressure and hurried mm. in those circumstances rather than him making a deliberate choice, kind of like Dax would. Right. I mean, he had the composure last year, too. I, I, I feel it's, it's weird that his confidence has gone down so much. Yeah. I, I, but I will say I don't think he really ever lost the ball, um, except for like one noticeable time, um, where it was really a threat to our defense. You know, it was mostly like yeah. kind of midfield. I mean, I think that's the up. story of this True. game in in a way that all of our errors were well managed and yeah. professionally. Yeah. Uh, the contingency plans were professionally executed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, you know, for Colorado's credit as well, you know, they very much fit the 
stereotype of them as like a solid, well-built team, albeit with a little bit of a lack uh, in, in attacking bite. Um, they didn't really have anyone to punish us at the end, but they were they were not easy walkovers. Gashi was hurt though. I mean, to be fair, and, and he, he, he did get yeah. subbed in. But right, but he's I mean, it's the type of guy who changes a game. That's true. Yeah. Probably their best Isn't attack-minded he like a player. Like a box to box though. Still, yeah. he's a winger. He oh. plays out to the left, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, either way, they just it was it seemed like a very typical you know, one nothing game. Yeah. yeah. But even when he came on, I didn't feel very threatened by, you know. I mean, uh, that could just be the nature of Chicago, of uh, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah, we'll take it. Hey, 2-1 win first week, 1-0 win second week. Shouts to Luis Robles, the un- un- uncontested yeah. Ironman now. Yeah, 142 matches, undisputed Metro. I guess, I guess he's just straight up Red Bull legend, right? Yeah, only like 279 have... or so more. Yeah, <laughs> only 279 more to go. Uh, eight, eight. Yeah. So that uh, actually, I can't joke about this on air because then it makes it sound just way more uh, obviously. No, just say it now. No, he's got to say it. No. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's a pretty good start to the season. Six points, top of the table, alongside with them, Houston Dynamo. Uh, I'm just laughing because you're not saying, it. <laughs> and I know what you. <laughs> but um. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I guess off the field here, I will. I will. You got to mention how fucking cold it was. It was yeah, brutal. It was, it was brutal. Real cold. Twelve to deg- twelve degree real feel, right? Yeah. So like, fuck, it was so cold. Yeah, it was like a Wednesday night sized crowd for that, which is not bad. I'm accepting zero attitude about the attendance this week Ex- because I guess because Minnesota so cold. might give us some. Oh yeah, I, I meant from like other. Red Bull fans. Oh yeah, really? Or, or like you know, it's just like against the norm. Like I feel like Minnesota in this time of the year. Like when is it not snowing? Well, someone was joking that once they saw it snowing, it got sold out even more. Wow. <laughs> right. Also, it's their home opener. So, yeah, 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 yeah. True. It was our home opener. Yeah, they're like overall home opener. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, but it was a good good day out. I think at the stadium, nice to be back. Uh, it you know felt much more like actually being back this week as yeah. opposed to a couple weeks ago yeah. on the Wednesday. Um, interesting, I, I don't know, any interesting scorelines around the league for you guys this weekend? Um, Obviously Minnesota, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah that was just a shelling. I feel. Yeah. I just feel bad. I don't know what they're going to do. Also, DC, NYCFC. Yeah. Another shelling. Fuck. That Fuck Minnesota. That. Honestly, if I feel like... If you are so hot. Your hopes are so high on DC. Although they have no Luciana Costa, you're... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I'll, I'll, no, but I, I think that if we if Ken Howard were a lesser goalkeeper, our scoreline would look more similar to Minnesota, or the Atlanta scoreline or the NYCFC one. Maybe 2 nothing, 3 nothing. I'm not feeling 6. No way. No way. Not 6. Not, yeah, not even 4. I think we could have scored 5. I don't think so. There were so many shots that we had. We had so many chances. Yeah, but I mean, after a certain point, like just an, a, a competent goalkeeper would stop those. Or I don't think it wasn't so easy for us that we would have just had uh, been able to walk in like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there were like four chances that like that Howard, you know, stopped, and I think yeah. maybe half of those would not have been stopped if there was a, just an average, yeah. like a Sean Johnson goalkeeper. Yeah. So. But yeah, that Minnesota one. I think I've officially I'm going to try the strategy in fantasy of just picking (laughs) the forward for whoever's playing Minnesota. Yeah, fuck. I've done it this week. Yeah. So I'll I'll report back on how. Who are they playing this week? Colorado. So I picked up Badgy Bougie uh, (laughs) to put on on the top of my. Why why that and why not Bad and Badgy? Bad and Badgy. I I feel like I workshopped this on Saturday. Bad and Badgy. I think. Bad and Badgy. Fuck. All right. Well, I did. Yeah. You can't have it anymore. I feel like it's got my fantasy team. The G is the Baji Bougie. I gotta commit. This doesn't work. Bad and Baji. Anyway, but yeah, Minnesota. It's bad news over there. Feel bad for them. Portland looked looked pretty like decent. I don't think they should panic though. I mean, they had one one game against Portland, who I think looked good, and then they had another snow game, which could go either way. I think that like those games could have just ended in reasonable like three. Both of those games could end at three one. Yeah. And then like both teams like just kind of like put the hurt on in like 
extra time, which yeah. is really weird. Like Portland scored two or three goals like after within, the 85th within, minute, within like, like the last ten minutes of the game, yeah. including stoppage time, and then yeah. like and then uh, Atlanta scored two after like the 80th, after like everyone kind of shut down. Yeah. Like it just seemed like it could have been four one and three one or four one and two one. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, it's still bad and it's still like ca- it's cause for concern for sure. But Minnesota like, hit the post like twice and then was saved off the goal line, uh, like in the same series of play in about the fiftieth minute. And if it had gone in and been three two, then it would have been interesting. It but makes you wonder. It's a lot of what ifs. Yeah. But yeah, for scoreboard watching though, as, as it was kind of a bad weekend. Um, in that all of our main adversaries were kind of condensed into two games. Mm-hmm. We had DC and NYCFC in one game, and then Philly and uh, Toronto, which kind of makes it, it, in one way, kind of not fun to watch the scoreboard, because then there's a silver lining to every result, but it makes it so there's no clear stakes for who you want to win. Although I much Philly prefer drawing. That's good, yeah. You want to yeah. dr- root for a draw, but that's... Kind of hard to do, you know? Like, yeah. you can't watch a game and be like, oh, fuck, I really hope no one scores. Like, no, I'm just going to go outside. Uh, I don't know. I'm more of the, uh, oh, I really hope someone scores. Oh, now I really hope the other team scores. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. But, um, yeah. DC, do better. <laughs> I think they will. Yeah. You do? Oh, because of your your favorite non Red Bull player, he's folks, my favorite. Folks, he's, before no, we he, before we jumped on air, we're contemplating our favorite non Red Bull you players. You said yours was Nacho Piatti. I think Nacho Piatti might be mine, uh, because yes, he did his dirty in the playoffs, but he earned it. Mine was David Akam, actually. Because you like, tell us, tell us, why, why, why do you like David Akam? <laughs> it's it's intang- <laughs> the intangibles. No, that's not what you said. It's the idea of David the, Akam. The idea <laughs> of David Akam. This is some MFA seminar bullshit <laughs> over here. The idea of David Akam, the intangible being of David Akam. Um, but and Luciano Acosta, though your favorite Red Bulls player, no, non Red no, Bulls player. No, not my favorite. I just really like him. I think no, he's fun was, to watch. But it's basically your favorite. Yeah. Okay, fine. I like. I like him. Is, okay, I like him. Like yeah. treasonous. <laughs> Peaches is married to Luciano Acosta. Yeah. Best friends. Um, terrible. <sighs> Sam, who's your favorite? I don't know. I mean, didn't, probably, were you saying one earlier? I didn't say anybody in particular, but I think that it could be Diaz or it could be um, Valeria. Like Mauro Diaz? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Valeria. I think Valeria's up there. Also, yeah. I just enjoy Nagby's existence on the field. I just feel like he's like a really calming force. I and just like, really like his name. And he's got a sweet Darlington. name. Darlington Nagby. And when they put him in the middle, I feel like he like, like towards the end of the game against LA, like he got some time in like the central midfield role and he like, he looked a little, looked better. I feel like he's underutilized on the left side in the Portland system for some yeah. reason. But that also could have been just Portland. I feel like they looked, I don't know. You, you like Fagundes though. Not like as a individual. Not like 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 him. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not like you and Luciano Acosta thing. I just like, I, in my head, Fagundes is always going to be 16 years old, which is just <laughs> so funny to me. But um, now Fagundes is just one of those guys when he's like 42. I'm like, you watch out for that Diego Fagundes. He's going to be <laughs> something one day. But um, yeah. All right. So that's segment one. Wrapping up our uh, second win of the season in two tries against Colorado. Uh, we're doing a we're doing a straightforward uh, two segment show today. So join us for segment two. We're going to look forward to Seattle away and hopefully wrap up before we get snowed in up here in this godforsaken tower. Um, join us after the break. Got up exactly in the A's. Probably the hunger had struck me. The push to stay alive is upon me. When I wash, I wash the pain. So with that, my world's in vain. The life is to be an added life. Some time and force change. I understand and I bleed. Bleed even if there is no blood. My family washing out my tears. They water thinner than blood. And I ain't talked to them in years. For them, I shed my blood. And now they shot me in the street. I thought that we were blood. It's not enough. Walk my fingers to the bone. And it's not enough. This mic I'm spitting on in my fridge. It's not enough. I'm an artist, this I know, industry's not enough And when the world stops treating people like living, we ain't enough Sweep left under a rug, my G Flawless, when our eyes were watching, God, I awoke, my G Honest, then I ordered a reward and we saw, my G Honest, we listened to our hearts, change what was written on it Mama said, he's a her girl, you stuck up in the clouds Well, I think we fly high, cause we stuck up in the clouds We no longer in this world, cause we stuck up in the clouds All we do is blow trees when you stuck up in the clouds 
revolution. Honestly, you walk into your dead. Yeah, she itching for a fixin' for her life, crackhead. And go ahead and try to tell me we ain't living in two different worlds, but Welcome back to segment two of you from 202. Looking ahead toward the weekend for our third match of the season. Away from home against the Seattle Sounders. The uh, MLS Cup defending champion Seattle Sounders. Um, what can we say about them? They fight. Do they and win? win. <laughs> I suppose they do, as we were just saying. Uh, <laughs> Good resolve. Yeah, the uh, the Seattle Sounders are what? One and one? Yay. They have lost against the Houston no, Dynamo. No, no, no. They're 1-0-1. Oh, or 0-1-1. Oh, one one. Sorry. Right, yeah, sorry. I knew there they were two ones in there, but... They lost against the Houston Dynamo, but I mean, who could blame them for that? And then, the mighty uh, Houston Dynamo. Yeah. And then they uh, drew at the weekend against... Uh, who did they draw against? Yeah, uh, Montreal. Montreal, yeah. Oh, yeah, they came back. Uh, they did our boy Chris Duval dirty a little bit, it has to be uh, said. He might have done himself um, dirty, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, none other than Will Bruin uh, tied the game, basically, on the final kick. No, they had uh, another minute after that. Sorry, but, but remind me to never say anything rhetorical. No, I'm here to ruin their Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, they, they walk away from uh, Stade Olympique uh, with, with a point there. Uh, not an insignificant uh, accomplishment, um, but I maintain that this still is a pretty hard team to read. I think they were a hard team to read last year, uh, obviously, because they were so hot and cold. Um, and now I think questions linger. Uh, the, I mean, their big players are obviously Nico Ladero and a returned Clint Dempsey. Uh, Clint Dempsey has already scored uh, this season in Houston, scoring a, a consolation goal. It's so a really awkward celebration. Yeah. Afterward. But he's back and operational. Um, as always, they have... This Clint Dempsey is fully operational. They have Ozzy Alonso. <laughs> Um, who is uh, freshly off as being minted once again as the most annoying player in uh, MLS, according to a confidential survey. I'm actually mad it's not Felipe, (laughs) personally. Um, See, I feel like Felipe is more of a a verbal abuser, and Alonso is more of a physical abuser. Yeah, Felipe doesn't harm people. He just annoys people. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a gnat, always. Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, and then, I don't know, who, Jordan who else Morris. Jordan Morris, classic. Uh, Christian Roldan. Christian Roldan. Yeah, Seattle has slowly built up into this uh, uh, slightly deeper team than I think they were in their initial years, in those, like, Freddie Umberg, Freddie Montero years. Um, I don't know, I played with them in FIFA, they didn't seem that deep. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, this is very much a team that has, you know, Will Bruin as its second striker, so... Yeah. I think I think there are some issues uh, below the surface here. I think this is a team that we should not be afraid of, and we should go after. Last time we played them in Seattle was the 2015 season, and we were winning, I think, until the 80th minute or so, and then they scored... Oh, that was a Brooklyn Bridge Park game. Yeah, they scored two goals, um, and, and Dempsey won it for them, basically, ah. in, in stoppage time. We're very close to stoppage time. Very frustrating game that I thought we, uh, you know, pretty played pretty well and got no result. Yeah. But I don't think we were intimidated by the crowd or anything last time in Seattle. I don't expect we will again. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic going into this one, or at least at least may, maybe it's better to say I'm not pessimistic. I don't think uh, there's any reason to automatically write it off. Yeah, I mean. I think we're a better built team than they are. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to argue that. I don't know. Cole Branson will be a nice addition to the offense. We have a good... So I think we have a good style of play right now. I think we have a good set of tactics. And, I don't know, seems comfortable enough. This Somehow, is, after last season, though, we still need us on your back. <laughs> yeah, we. No, I think we do. Yeah, sure. But, um, I don't know. I hope we win more battles in the midfield. That will be... You know, I, 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 I am worried about Ladero Morris and Dempsey all going at 
I don't know, Lawrence Long, Paranel, and Zizzo. And, and like, I I just don't really have as much confidence in that. So I feel like you need to break up those attacks in the midfield, and that's where players like Felipe, Felipe, and uh, and uh, Sean Davis are going to have to come into play. And so if Sean Davis doesn't have a good game, then this game's going to be a lot closer uh, than it should be, uh, or we might end up losing. So I'm much more afraid of, I think, Ozzy Alonso than I am of um, any of their other midfielders. Like, what do you mean by afraid? I, I'm more afraid of the, the potential um, that uh, Alonso has to break up our attacks than... I am of you know like Clint Dempsey and Ladero breaking through because I don't think either of them. Um, I think both of them are very good technical players, but I think we deal well with that. Well, we don't deal well with his speed, and that's Jordan Morris, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess to me the obvious point, or, or might be bordering upon truism, is that you know we really have to shut down Ladero. Um, so you know, yeah. I think can can I think Felipe can do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it'll have to be. We'll have to see how Felipe and uh, Davis work together on that. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Adams is available. Available. I don't think he'll have left yet. Um, or I guess he's back from the U twenty thing. And I think he was on the bench uh, last week. So if if Davis is struggling again, I wouldn't be above putting Adams in. Um, throwing him into the fire. That's a good a good point. I mean, I was also that you know reminds me of how in the Atlanta game there was a point in time where uh, Sasha played back in that role when Davis got subbed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think that would make sense potentially to, to try to do that again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess yeah, that that worked again. I think. Well, Sasha didn't. I don't think he moved back into the midfield the way that he did the first week in Atlanta. Oh, I mean, I, I'm talking Colorado. more about yeah. Atlanta. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that's a good option. I mean, I think we were saying this at the game itself, is that um, even just with very minimal tweaking uh, to this roster, all of a sudden our possible configurations have, right. have seemed to have gone through the roof. Because we can do the kind of thing where we start Derek Etienne, which, by, oh yeah, by the way, it was his first start last week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or you can sub in Grella. Or you can sub in Etienne, or you can sub in Cole Branson, Cole Branson or you can sub in Mule, uh, Mule or Verone, and all of them give you different looks, and they can also switch positions when you're on the field itself, switch uh, formations, which, you know, on paper, we should have been able to do that last year, although it's very hard to imagine us doing that. Um, I th- yeah, it seems that we're deeper this season, even yeah. without... I mean, it's, I think part of it is... Yeah is that it was hard to imagine Dax playing anywhere else yeah. than where he did. So I think I'm ten, I'm ready to tentatively say that moving him has, has kind of allowed this um, in a way that just wouldn't have been possible with him on the field last year. Yeah, um, I mean, because... You Jesse uh, apologist. <laughs> well, if you think about it at a certain point, like you're not going to sub off Dax or Felipe. Right. We all. did it once or twice. Very rare, yeah. rare circumstances. Yeah. And if anything, they'd be being subbed on, which had happened a couple of times when Dax was getting back into fitness. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, uh, other than that, like, that part of the field is kind of locked in. So yeah. you only have very, like, Those very rigid substitutions question. you can make in the offensive zone. Yeah. I like this because it feels, it feels like we have more of a, a squad that we can genuinely rotate. Um, I feel like we can go week in, week out, and, and uh, between Grella, Gobranson, uh, Verone, Verone Etienne, and Mule, all of those guys could get a start and not feel aggrieved. Bradley could sit out a game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, why? I thought he was pretty sharp or no, much sharper so. last week. I think he looked better, yeah. too. But I are mean, you like, saying that we have the luxury to We have the right. luxury to start, what, Etienne and Goldbranson and yeah. just run the shit out of it? Yeah, true. Uh, no, back towards the back end. I think there's no reason to not keep playing long uh, right now. Well, um, we're just really lucky he's playing well because yeah. after long, it's. I mean, Colin and Paranel are fine together. I just. I don't know. There's always there's some something about that worries me. I just yeah. feel like they're both. Well, I think little, it was both, a very both. unsuccessful pairing last year, if I remember yeah. correctly. Zubar and Colin was much better. Yeah. Zubar Paranel is much better. Zubar. Right. Which is good. Yeah. No, so. I agree. I think so. But I, I think Paranel is one of the spot over Colin right now at this point. I have no problem keeping the back line as is. Yeah. Because there's nothing else that we have. Zizzo uh, looked good. 
Yeah, yeah. this is fine. Uh, Lawrence is, is just, you know, holding it down on the left side. Like, nothing significant, really. Right. Like, no huge offensive contributions, no game-changing defensive stops. He scored against Atlanta, kind of the, basically. Well, he didn't score. I know, but basically, like, he created that. Like, oh, he created a chance. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, uh, against Colorado. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he'll do it against Seattle, but I know that Seattle has a really just shaky defense right now. Just really nothing remarkable about Torres and uh, Marshall in the yeah. back. They just they don't look good. Giving up two goals, they've given up four goals in two games so far. I think they're too slow for players like yeah. the ones we have. Yeah, the I one, mean this is this type of game where like Goldbranson would just like wreck maybe. them up top. Because yeah. he's, he's quick. He's really fast. Well, we should try to outrun them this game because, you know, the one thing that, that Torres and Marshall all are, are is tall. So I don't think, you know, Royer's right. not going to be able to score a header, I think, quite as easily as he did against Atlanta. Sure. Um, but, you know, other that or two other goals have come from fullbacks. Um, that was so it. They're playing really so. far up the field, yeah. and it's good. And I you know, I have no problem with that yeah. at all. So. I agree that the, the Mike Grell effect continues to be happening with Salzizo. Where I don't think you can justify dropping him right now, mm-hmm. um, which is a good problem to have. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and we have Mario in case. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, right. that's why you know there's no reason to change anything now. Yeah. But it's a good, it's you know we have a good backup there, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think our only real need right now is at center back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that we have Go Branson, should we talk about Go Branson right now? Yeah. Sure. So we've we've uh, we have this new player acquisition. It uh, it's a loan to summer though. <laughs> Is it only to the summer? I, I think that's what I heard. I can double check. Yeah, double check this. I guess um, it depends on his effectiveness. I think that the Red Bull system will right. acknowledge his like presence on the team. And yeah. if he's playing really well, there's no reason to I mean, let him go. There's no reason, theoretically, I think, that he couldn't just stay at least to the end of summer, right? Because Salzburg isn't playing in the summer. So I might as well just let him stay with us. The year-long one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we got him for the year. Uh, Norwegian international Frederick Goldbranson. Um, it <laughs> kind of uh, uncharacteristically kind of just quickly happened. I mean, if you go back, you see that the, their initial murmurs about a month ago or so yeah. of it could happening. But I think we, we have just a bit of like RBNY global rumor fatigue to a certain extent. So I don't think anyone got too hyped. But uh, alas, here he is. He shows up. Well, I, I think all the other Red Bull global uh, tr- rumors have, been, have turned out to be like pretty true like terrence boyd yeah but there was a I, there was way more smoke for terrence boyd i think than for gold branson yeah so um i think that probably contributed to people not being too worried mm-hmm. also i think the fact of the matter is that these 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 seem to be actually much more casual transactions than we're used to yeah. so they actually are happening much quicker than usual whereas you know with verone it, it was like pulling teeth. Yeah. We got news for like two weeks before it happened. Where this one, I think they literally can just pick up the phone a little bit and be like, "All right, let's do it." I mean, they had to wait for for Visa, Visa stuff. But so he's he's a pacey striker. Um, he has a pug. He has a pug. No French bulldog. It's a good pug though. Yeah, but like a good pug is still like worse than like an average French bulldog. Wow. He has a dumb dog. Yeah, yeah. but they're Little good dogs. dogs. Are like, it's generally stupid anyway. Not it's, all little that's dogs. That's true. I'm pretty anti-little dog, except the ones that look dumb, like bugs and, <laughs> and French bulldogs, because they look dumb. But they are dumb. Yeah, definitely. Right. So you're just, not, you're just going against your whole yeah. point. No, they're smarter, like, you know, like poodles are pretty smart. No, terrible dogs. No. Terrible dogs. But they're oh. smart. Uh, tools of the, the symbols of the aristocracy okay. to boot. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, he he has a dog. He uh, I think has already he's you know within 18 hours he's already here. Mm-hmm. He came in in the 88th minute and uh, he had a couple missed passes, or missed connections with his players. As you though, shouted. as though they had never played together before. Because guess what, folks, they hadn't. So uh, you know, is that the is this like the Sunday League equivalent of just like some get picking someone up who's nearby at the park? Maybe, yeah. Like, the globalist version of yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't know. What are you guys expecting from Frederick Goldbranson? Are you are you excited or is this another Damari situation? No, I'm excited. I think he um, he adds to the system in ways that I feel like Damari didn't really. Yeah. Add to the also, system. Damari came in the summer, right? So 
Just... Okay, so what about that? No, so it's only a half year. Okay. I, we have him full, for a full year. Um, Even if we didn't have him full, for a full year, I still would be more optimistic. I just feel like he adds a lot of energy, and and uh, he's a very pacey player. That's that's about all I really know uh, of him, and that's that's fine. I mean, but the fact that he's been playing with Red Bull for at least a you know a half season is is useful he has some idea of the system he seemed like he was really willing and open to yeah. pressing uh, as soon as he got on the field um was kind of a little hyperactive uh <laughs> when he got a foul on huberg right huberg some some nordic on nordic violence yeah when, when yeah it was just like gustavus adolphus <laughs> terrible <laughs> Fucking Westphalia is never. Nope, that's the wrong German state. Sorry, that's the that's the limit of my that's the limit of my European history. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he just looks like he wants to be here. Unlike Damari, he doesn't look. You know, he, he seems like a charming fellow. Yeah. Yeah. He had a quote. He's talking a little bit about how you know when they were telling him about the opportunity. He's like, <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want to live in New York? You know, it's an easy sell for him. So he has an apartment dog, like. That's true. Yeah. Where is his apartment, though? Is it Jersey City or is it in? I think, I think probably it's. I think Jersey. it's Hoboken or something, like mm-hmm. Weehawken or something. I don't know. Maybe he moved into Johnny Steele's old place. <laughs> is there anyone who still lives in New York? It's a good question. Now that Dax is gone, we got Mule. Mule. Yeah, but he still. He has his, his own parents, sad like. little commute by himself now. That's sad. Yeah. Mm. I think Duval lived in the city. Well, he did. No. But no. Um. Other than that. I think Parnell is the next closest. Parnell, lives in... Parnell and Felipe seem to live basically on the water mm-hmm. in Jersey City um, based on how often they take photos down there. Same with Colin, but... I think that's just where people live they in Jersey City. somebody else. They might just go know. walking and take pictures by the water. <laughs> that's I guess like, per, they, they, could, they could live anywhere. <laughs> like 75% of Jersey City is pretty close to the water. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Takeaway is that I'm, I'm excited about Goldbranson. Yeah, for cool. sure. Another uh, player acquisition news, um, something that also hit since last time we talked, was uh, Gideon Ba has been rolled out for the season. Yeah, a weird tactical, it seems. Weird, Yeah, weird situation. Uh, it seems as though or they, there's, they've gone on record saying that you know they assessed Gideon's progress so far and kind of like made a long calculated decision, a weighed decision, that it would probably be best to put him on the season-ending IR list. Um kind of implying that, you know, he could have maybe come back um, later on. This struck me because it seems, it seems very much like an NFL kind of thing. You yeah. hear about this move in the NFL all the time. And I either, you know, I didn't know or I'd forgotten that there was even this mechanism in MLS. I mean, it's not too surprising. I guess it's a fairly common sports mechanism across the board. Um, but Ba was running a couple weeks ago. You know, it, it, and he had a fracture. It wasn't, a, to my knowledge, a muscle injury. Um, yeah. Kind of surprising that they they've put him on the block here to open up a spot, uh, especially since I don't think anyone is is expecting us to make an urgent move anytime soon. So that doesn't seem like the opportunity cost would be too high. I mean, that's the thing. Maybe we are trying to actually make another move because Maybe. we have one. We, it opens up an international spot. We're gonna sign John it, Terry. And oh no, no no. Oh. I'm yeah, like I mean, Ba Ba was unprotected in the draft as well, the expansion draft, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. There's a weird yeah sense of lack of commitment toward yeah, with, yeah, with, I with mean, him. But at the same time, the messaging did seem to be, oh yeah, we have his. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back next season. Yeah, I mean, if that's if he does, it's fine. But I think that this opens up the potential to add somebody in yeah. the more immediate future. But he can play for RB two this season, right? I don't know. Um, it would be extreme, extremely strange, I think, if we. After about 300 minutes, maybe total of him playing, just totally passed on him yeah. like that out of nowhere without giving him a try. He's not on a particularly expensive contract. He's also, I mean, he's also younger kind of, too. He's, he's a 24. younger player. I guess he's 25 now. I think he'll, but isn't he'll that be kind of how you feel about a bong too? It's also, True. someone who's just not on loan anywhere. Yeah, but I think it's different because the 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 sense of urgency to fill that center back position is much higher than it is right now to fill that attacking role. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I, but I, I, I yeah, I agree with like the that that it's an equivalent point. I just right. think like, that it like, seems like we gave up on the bomb. Yeah, but I, I think that we're also in a position where we or did we, he give up on us? We can kind Maybe. of not. It's not. It's just a non a non issue. Like yeah. we're scoring own goals. Uh, or we're getting own goals uh, and and rare Wait, goals. We have another center back, guys. Zanindam. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's still... 18. Young, very young. But he still came from that whole Rainbow FC kind of pipeline to RBNY. Right. So. But that doesn't mean that he's still... He's, a, he's proven. I just feel like that we would want somebody slightly different. It's I, true, but, but, but we've, I, we've always gotten good output from those guys. But I think that if we were to make a move at all in, in by putting Ba on this, this, in, this IR list, it would be for another center back. Yeah. Which uh, is, but yeah, you, you bring up his age is seems relevant here because it's just a weird he seemingly would be yeah. the youth signing yeah. so I don't know I don't know we'll have to see and right, so that's that's our wrap on player acquisitions we hadn't gotten to <laughs> uh, yet there still might be more yeah um, I guess speaking of Ndom and uh, maybe even Bob playing for the twos I think the twos open up their season soon right yeah April 1st against the Richmond Kickers wow yeah, be there. I guess or, if you, or don't, it's fine too. It's kind of far. <laughs> yeah, if you live in Essex County. If you have a car. Yeah, knock yourself out. We have to predict the game. That's true. We still do. Yeah. So let's let's wrap. Uh, looking towards Seattle this weekend. Um, Wait, we're not predicting Seattle. Richmond Kickers. It's <laughs> time. We'll talk between now and then. <laughs> RB two is gonna win. I don't know. Eight no. Last time, <laughs> last time I said eight no, it almost happened. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, all right, so away, 7 p.m. on Sunday at Seattle. What do you got for this result? Why do I always start? Why don't, Sam, you start. It's just the way it works. Just go. It's too late. 2-1 us. Win. 2-1 yeah. win. Okay. 2-2 two, two draw. Uh, okay, I'm going 2-2 two, two as well. Oh. Yeah. The Invincibles still live on. Yeah. Peaches, yeah. do you want to elaborate on this take while we, we bring this up? Peaches, earlier you, you issued I'm, you know, <laughs> the challenge that, or, or the the. It's not even really that. Con- I don't yeah. even think it's that controversial. I mean that yeah. you would rather RBNY have an invincible season than win the cup. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. Um, well, my whole thing is that I'd rather um, travel to untreaded territory. Um, that's why I'd rather have MLS teams not win CCL before us. That's why. I'd, it know, would be kind of funny. To, to see all the mental gymnastics of everyone trying to deny it as accomplishment. Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, you still have no cups. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah but, but no I one's mean, like, ever done this in this week. Like, look at yourself. Like, like pause. Think about it. <laughs> you know. Also, I mean, I, I guess I was just kind of being hyperbolic on a lot of people being like, yeah, but we, on the whole win streak thing, um, because that was that was kind of chatting. Yeah, we haven't around. we haven't lost since July last yeah, year. Yeah, and if we if we win against the or if we don't lose against Seattle, we'll have the longest uh, streak. Wow. In MLS history for regular season and people are like yeah but what about the playoffs and I, I noticed this was a point of contention for a lot of people and was just, so that's why I was just like I'd rather have an invincible season than win MLS Cup but I mean if the logical of, extension or the logical extreme of the right. shield over cup take right but I, I, can you imagine if we did and we just didn't win the shield either <laughs> that, that would be great <laughs> I would convert that and do a, a, a brag of my own um but no but i i, I think it'd be more impressive to win right to, to have an invincible season than to win the cup i think so yeah uh, yeah for yeah. sure okay cool cool well, all right now to wrap up we're gonna i, I want to review a couple quick things the, uh, the aforementioned mls confidential survey with mls and espn uh issued a a confidential survey to all the players a couple interesting questions. Uh, one of them: Has refereeing got better or worse over the past year? What better. Do you, you, what do you think it was better? Better. What did you? What do you think they said? Over this past year, like over the course of 2017 to 16? Yeah. Better. Yeah, a clear plurality. 49% said the refereeing has gotten better. 28% said it's got the same and only only 16% said it's gotten worse so yeah the 2016 playoffs lasted from October 20 October 26th to December 10th is that too long to maintain momentum yes yes they did say yes 68% and all right <laughs> now this is when we might we teased this already earlier but which player crosses the line in terms of discipline more than any other Diego Chara we know the answer it's Alonzo it is Ozzy Alonso. So this is this is this weekend is a matchup with the Titans. <laughs> I think it's Chara though. Like it is uh, it is Ozzy Alonso versus Felipe second in the place midfield. Felipe. 
Uh, what were the percentages? Can you give us the rundown. So Ozzy Alonso had the plurality at 25%. Um, and I think this is open answer, so okay. you could just literally fill in any name. Felipe was second at 11%. Then it was Jermaine Jones at 7%. Oh. Then Waston, Chara, Colin. Chara? Oh. I think there's an accent on the A. Chara. Oh. I, I feel like it's Diego Chara. I don't know. Well, so maybe, I, maybe I'm just like list. maybe just Sandoval says Gerard and I just picked Fili- up on Felipe. I don't know. Yeah. At this point, uh, Collins at four percent. Yeah, and oh. then Clint Dempsey at two, and then just everyone else. But those players all make sense though. Yeah. Yeah, and then I gotta say, unfortunately, last one, the players disagree with us. Eighty-four percent of them say that the cup is more important than the shield. Uh, but what do they know anyway? I I agree with that sentiment. No, I agree with that sentiment too. But I also agree that the, in, the being the Invincibles is probably more significant than. Yeah, I think up. Jesse should make that an explicit priority. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, why not? It is right now. Two O. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have an email. Oh, we do. Do, you, do you, we have two emails actually? We have two emails. All right, I'm gonna check them out. I'm very disappointed in all of you. Actually, no, I'm not disappointed. Uh, nobody. Our listeners or me? In in our listeners. Both. Honestly, both. But actually, I'm not. I take it back because uh, nobody responded to uh, any of our political takes. Which uh, you know, as uh, students of logic, um, most supreme, you'll know that this this means that we're absolutely right about everything. We've gone uncontested, so all of our points advance. And uh, yeah. Oh, we have three. I forgot. Oh, my God. We have uh, three emails. Yeah, well, one is from your dad. Oh. <laughs> it's I basically don't. asking us to come to Houston. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. One email that we're reading. Lovely email from Jeffrey Penick. Pen- Penick, yeah, I thought it was missing a letter. Uh, it, the subject line is this afternoon's TIFO. Hey, guys. This is the first year I've listened to your podcast. Uh, it's great stuff. Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, thank you for generating and putting it out there. I listened to the most recent episode while on the path to Harrison to watch the home opener. That's uh, a lovely, lovely combination. I do recommend it, seeing the mighty shores of the Passaic and our, <laughs> our sweet, sweet voices. Um, not a lot of podcasts out there talking about intersectionality, social justice, politics, and soccer. I love it, and that's why I was both keenly prepared and deeply moved by what I saw during the national anthem today. I spotted some slash all flags for all the six countries still in the travel ban and a rainbow pride flag and a trans pride flag. And they and then they unveiled the TIFO, which had such a powerful message if one viewed it in the context of the flags that preceded it. Do you wanna, does somebody want to break down what the TIFO was? Um, it was a it was a uh, an just a nondescript figure holding up a scarf that said uh, a call to arms and it said stand together. Um, Fight is one. Fight is one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that being a, a chant that the software does. I grabbed pics at the time and sent them to a bunch of my friends and colleagues uh, who work in democratic and uh, or LGBTQ politics, as I do, some of whom love soccer like me, some of whom are oblivious to this, and they're all as blown away as I was. Like you guys said on your show, I'm not sure that injecting messages of justice or equality necessarily means it's political or apolitical, but I know it's useful slash good because sports slash soccer doesn't have to be a refuge for the privilege to escape politics. It can be a really important alternative arena. Uh, as in not the political arena, but the RBA pun is fun, where the message can be delivered, uh, I see you. It's not the same thing as the promise of justice or even a safe space, but it's something, and maybe something significant for someone who finds themselves hanging on the edge or even just outside looking in. I'm proud to be a season ticket holder because I love Red Bull soccer, but I was extra proud tonight because of the community which our supporters groups represented slash called us to be. Mm. Well said, Jeffrey. Mm. Thank you. Cool. I couldn't agree more. I think on uh, on all of his points. Yeah. We also got an email from a travel agency. That's true. Yeah, we did get some some quality spam, For, which is better than not any nothing. So yeah, email us. Yeah. That was yeah. no, that was a great email. Yeah. Um, awesome. Also, I think it's kind of in stark uh, juxtaposition to what the ESC statement on the protests were, which yeah. was not great. <laughs> Which well, I mean, it's basically <laughs> that they don't endorse it, but you know that people. It was yeah. just uh, I think that it's just a poorly worded slash poorly yeah quote, it, it, slash it, poorly executed statement. Where I think used... everybody all kind of had relatively similar sentiments, but they just really didn't like yeah they, they, didn't they, they word it properly. It, it was just better. really odd. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, who am I to judge? Yeah, well, doing nothing supports the status quo. 
So we'll put that. And with that, um, and now we <laughs> uh, wrapping up uh, our email. If you want to send us more thoughts, uh, perhaps even you know less coherent or nice as Jeffrey's, uh, go ahead to contact at vfrom202.com. Oh, yeah, especially if you're a fascist. Yeah, especially like. if you're dumb. Please send us your thoughts. <laughs> Um, and then on Twitter, <laughs> we we're will at viewfrom202. Um, and I'll, I'll pitch the shop one more week. It'll be the last week I do it. Uh, viewfrom202.com slash shop for, for various dumb meme t-shirts. Um, other than that, I think that's that's all of our content. What, what are you pointing at me for? Uh, Spotify playlist. Oh, uh, yeah, we have a Spotify, play, Spotify playlist. If you ever want to... See a uh, quick reference for all the copyrights we're violating. Uh, we've now <laughs> compiled it. <laughs> if there are any copyright lawyers listening to this show, I think please disregard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never, no. Just turn it off now. Don't yeah. listen to the end of this. Uh, no, this is all our original music. We play all. Of How do we find that? Is it is it just at? It, it's on the blog, um, but we we should just make it a pinned tweet or something. Yeah, yeah. it's on our website, um, on the blog portion. I'm sure if you just search Spotify. View from Duo 2. Yeah, if you look, uh, View from Duo 2 Season 2 playlist. Yeah, Some it's eclectic Spotify. shit. It's 2017. It's, it's weirdly Google cohesive, though, everything, too. right? Yeah. Alright, folks, we'll see. Are we, are we gonna be, where are we gonna watch the game on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Are we gonna be snowed in? It's gonna be brutal out there. Yeah, uh, we I don't just, know. We probably won't make it to Manhattan. Yeah. We, we probably just, won't make it out of this room. Probably yeah, not. We, we could just watch it here. We're either, it's, gonna, it's either gonna be here or banter. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. If you guys wanna watch it here, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> shoot us a text. I mean, yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you have our number, yeah, sure. Yeah, like or tweet at us, maybe. I don't know if you want to have a small party. Yeah, <laughs> it's like better. It's just better than banter, I guess. Yeah. It's cheaper. Better than woodwork. Cheaper than woodwork. Byob. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll make like mac and cheese or something. No. All right. See you all. <laughs> see you all on Sunday. I'm so groovy. I got power. I'm so groovy. I got power. That's so bitch. I just bought it. Oh, that's your bitch. I just bought it. Perks and Miley, mm-hmm. Playing Jane, mm-hmm. I just fucked the face, mm-hmm. I don't know her name, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Tony Snow, mm-hmm. I just backed those your hoes, mm-hmm. Going crazy at the jewel, mm-hmm. I just suicide my door, mm-hmm. Candy, yeah, I was in the park, man. Mm-hmm. Living life, need no. How's it cunning, let me breathe? Mm-hmm. Maybe yes, on my sleeve. Purring my little codeine. Light your eye with my ring. You ain't never gonna see me. I can tell it in McCartney. High fashion. Mm-hmm. John Madden. Mm-hmm. Bisex. Mm-hmm. No relation. Mm-hmm. Art Jet. Mm-hmm. 60K. Mm-hmm. Austin Powell. M.I.A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steve Cigar. Mm-hmm. Hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Soft cigars. Mm-hmm. Hot broad. Mm-hmm. She photoshopped. Mm-hmm. I'm photogenic. Mm-hmm. I just bit the bit, mm-hmm. 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 Serve it rocks, mm-hmm. Made it to the top, uh huh. Fuck mm-hmm. going pop, I'm so groovy. I got power. I'm so groovy. I got power. That's your bitch. I just bought it. Oh, that's your bitch. I just bought it. Perks of my mm hmm. Playing Janet, mm hmm. I just fucked the face, mm hmm.
never Got a lot of dirt Cold room flow I'm saying quick side with your hoe At his work miracles Benji subliminal Uptown Lenny's All about the Benji's Poor little Henny Come on to see me Make a love with my diamonds on Diamonds on honeycomb Hit him with shit, ooh, ooh I just cut the dude, ooh, ooh Tap like Denny's Bitch brown like a penny Turn it up in one minute Out the country, I hit it Playing with the churches in the suit All money got me with the juice Made a bad bitch, mama suits Play a little stress, I recall I'm so groovy I got power I'm so groovy I got power That's your bitch I just bought it Oh, that's your bitch I just bought it Perks and minor, mm-hmm, playing channel, mm-hmm, I just fuck the face, mm-hmm, I don't know her name, mm-hmm, 